the day, the time and the hour that we live in, that mm -hmm. we need to cry out for discernment because there Amen. is so many yes. false signs, wonders and miracles out there. True. Because the enemy likes to use also the principles of the word of God. He will take uh, something from the word of God or use the Christian words and twist it. We believers have a tendency to jump in with both feet when something supernatural is happening right. without mm -hmm. asking that is this mm -hmm. Lord or not. God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out his spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for that promised outpouring we equip for that outpouring so that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. This is going to be a very special episode. We have Reshma Allen and Michael Van Vlyman, who are teachers in the School of the Supernatural Translation by Faith that we have coming up in our headquarters. And we want them to share with you the things that God is doing in preparing his people to walk in the supernatural and do the works that Jesus did and greater works. Thanks so much for joining us today. Before we get started, we want to encourage you to go to our website and be sure that you sign up on our email list so that you can hear what's going on as we are equipping the saints in many different events that we have coming up. And this event that's coming up right now for this is an amazing equipping event, the School of the Supernatural Translation by Faith. You can go to our website, globaloutpouring.net, and click on the events tab, and you will see this information right there for you that you can you can read through it and and let the holy spirit say yes you're supposed to be there and just register sign up and make your plans to get here it's going to be in the beautiful ozark mountains it's a gorgeous place in the valley and beautiful beautiful surroundings and the atmosphere here is just heavy with the presence of the lord so Reshma and Michael, thank you so much for joining us today. It's an honor. Yes, it's an honor to be with you today. Well, it's a delight for us. We love you mm -hmm. folks. You've been yes, here already mm -hmm. for two sessions of the school. It's really your school that the Lord gave to you. Um, Stillwater's International Missions. This is something that the Lord put on your husband's heart, Bruce Allen, Dr. Bruce Allen, Reshma. Mm-hmm. And Michael, you came along and you've been involved in helping people learn how to walk in the spirit, learn how to see in the spirit, learn how to how to translate by faith, but not the it's not that um, counterfeit thing that other folks are doing where they're 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 after the power and they're wanting to do things that they want to do. This is, this is not that. Reshma, tell us a little bit how this, how this whole teaching got started. Well, um, as my husband shares in these schools and in many conferences around the world that one morning he woke up some over 20 years ago and the Holy Spirit said to him, can a man be translated? And he's like, what? What does that even mean? And he was just like, 
you know, in the mornings, he always makes jokes that he's not up un- until noon, until he, I mean, after he had a couple cups of coffee. <laughs> and he was just pondering on it that, what is God saying? And then some, a friend of ours called him and um, was saying that I had a strange dream about you last night. And he's like, okay, go ahead. I hope it wasn't a nightmare. <laughs> and and she's like, no, um, actually her husband and her uh, had a little Bible college here in Spokane. And she said, you have been, you know, you have taught in our school before, but this time you knew, when you were teaching, you were teaching this strange subject called translation by faith, and people be people being caught up in the Lord in the spirit of physically and God taking them different places to use them for His purposes. And and uh, she said that after you taught the class and you told the students, if you want to be part of the next class, you have to follow me, and you disappeared. I love that. Yeah, and, it's great. And only you you said only 12 students followed you and then um and he said, "What are you talking about?" And he said, "Do you have any scriptures on this?" And she said, "Yes." And she started giving him the scriptures from the Bible and he wrote it down and he started studying it and he was just amazed what the Lord was saying and that's where the journey began. Yes. Yeah. And it's all through the scriptures. Mm-hmm. But lots of times, if you don't know what you're looking for, you can completely bypass things and uh, until you get a revelation. Yeah, you know, a little ex- example of this. It's like if you buy a car, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you'll start seeing cars like yours. It's because true. you have one, mm-hmm. you know. And then it's kind of a, kind of the principle here when you're seeking, you know, seeking after these things. All of a sudden, you recognize them. They've always been there, but you had no focus on them. Yes. Yes, that's Mm -hmm. true. So, Michael, you had a deep, deep longing in God for for more of God. You were walking, look, looking for where is this more? Where is the where where are the greater works that Jesus talked about? Who's doing them? Everybody's talking about it, but nobody's telling us how to do it. Tell us a little your story. Yeah, that was. That was my uh, quest for several years, trying to find out who actually had the revelation that they could share with someone. Because we heard the testimonies everywhere, wonderful testimonies, but no one was giving us the inside information. (laughs) On how to get there. On how to get there. And uh, so we had, uh, we were looking for someone to share the revelation about how to get there. And... uh, so I happened to be watching Sid Roth's program one day and Dr. Bruce Allen was the guest on the show. And rather than just giving testimony, he, he, he shared, and I'm going to tell you how this can happen for you. And I thought I have never heard that ever in any, for years in any of the conferences and meetings we went to, no one was, giving that information, whatever it was. And he shared about waiting on God and what it looks like and very simply how to do it. And that began my journey in seeking the deeper things of God, because now I had an instruction and I used it at every chance that I could, you know, and God, God was faithful. I mean, he met me where, where I was and uh, it just was incredible what began to happen. It just totally revolutionized my Christian walk. So 
we we want people to come to this school because we know that a lot of revelation has been built and grown. And you, how long have you been walking in this now? Since 2011. Okay. So a number of years. And you've grown and you've matured in it and you've learned a lot. But how did you start? What what did Dr. Bruce say that got you started? Just so to give to give our listeners an opportunity to to get some tools to work with. Okay. Well, can I rabbit trail just a little bit first? You mm-hmm. just follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Not any rabbits, but the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I think about the school, okay, and the revelation and uh, teaching that is presented. And really, it is kind of like a distilled version to me mm-hmm. of what I was learning from Dr. Bruce for a, a number of years after my initial experience, because I sat down with YouTube videos. I would listen to him teach all day while I was working. I would mm-hmm. just play video after video as I worked. And I was learning and absorbing things and he was giving and he would give keys, but you have to have ears to hear, you know, it's like you can get distracted sometimes by the wow factor. You hear a testimony Mm -hmm. about an angel and and you think, wow, I'd love to see angels. But really, the, the part of the testimony that people don't listen to because they're enamored with the angelic part that maybe the person shares, I spent the night in prayer. Or I was uh-huh. worshiping God, you know, through the night, and this mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. But people tend to not hear that first part, so they don't even, they miss the keys. But the thing about the school wow. that I really like is that everything is distilled and made so clear yes. and usable that uh, people literally, in the first school that they've ever attended, uh, very often, I would say probably. maybe even more have really deep experiences in the Lord. And uh, Sister Rushman's got stacks and stacks, Mm -hmm. probably thousands by now of testimonies of uh, people that have encountered the Lord in in the schools and from the fruit of that. So, yeah, so Dr. Bruce taught me about waiting on the Lord. And uh, I had the initial instruction, which was you quiet yourself, you close your eyes in a position of prayer, but you're not praying with your mouth. You're just waiting in expectation. It's not the old model of prayer that I learned as a kid where you say all the things you want in Jesus name. Amen. And then you get up and go about your day. This is something totally different. This is where we're actually waiting for God to speak to us and not the other way around. So right. So he said, just quiet yourself and close your eyes and look with an expectation with your eyes closed for the Lord to bring a vision or an instruction or something. And he even described what that would look like. He said, it's like being deep in a thicket. And as you get closer to the outside of it, where the sunshine comes in, it's like it pulls apart and you begin to see light. And that's exactly what it looked like the first time I experienced it. The very first time that I did this, what he described, within 45 minutes or at about 45 minutes, I had the most uh, exhilarating and terrifying experience of my life (laughs) because often we don't learn about the things of the spirit. So when we begin to experience it, 
sometimes it's an adjustment time. It's kind of like being in church when you feel God's presence fall mm -hmm. during worship. In the atmosphere, it seems very normal to feel that electricity. But if you're standing in your kitchen and it happens, it could be very unsettling. So it's <laughs> so yeah. so the Lord brings us along to help us to receive it. Yes, he does. And just to be fair, because Gordana, your wife, would come behind you and say, you have to tell people that it doesn't always happen every single time. <laughs> it's not just all that easy. Tell about how many times that you tried and nothing happened. You know, I knew Gordana was going to make her way into this somehow. You know? <laughs> we miss her. <laughs> so, yeah, she does. And Sister Eshma says the same thing, that you have to be honest with people and tell them the behind the scenes yeah. uh, information as well, because people, they think they can roll off a log and suddenly they're zooming through the heavens, commanding angels and and <laughs> shooting sparklers out of their hands or something. It's just... <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's it's a life where you've made your decision to follow the Lord. And yes. it isn't like I'm going to try and see that if it works, it's I've made my decision to follow him and the things he promised he will do. You have to decide that. But then you, you go to wait on the Lord. You spend time. And if people don't experience some kind of chills or something, they think they're wasting their time. That is not the mm -hmm. case. Anytime yeah. you spend time with the Lord, sitting at his feet, being in his presence, you are changed. Yeah. And yeah. it's a blessing. But sometimes I would I have waited for months. I have literally waited for months before the Lord and not even got goosebumps as I waited. But I knew <laughs> he was doing maybe a deeper work. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden an angel shows up with a message. Wow. And uh, or the Lord shows up to tell you something. And those moments all those months of waiting, it's like you realize this is not in vain because even if it only happened to me once once a year, which is not the case, you can actually live this life that we're talking about. This could be your everyday life. Yes. It's it's not in vain, but it doesn't it doesn't happen without paying a, a price. There's a cost to be paid. Do you want to go mm -hmm. to the movies or do you want to wait on the Lord? The Lord's right. saying, I want you to pray for somebody, but you're, and you're saying, but Lord, I wanted to go out to eat with my friends. So you have to decide what the kind of life that you want. And it's not going to look normal to the people around you. Very, very true. You know, I, I just want to interject something that um, I'd heard before a number of times, but I looked it up for myself. Walter Butler, do you know that name, Walter Butler? Yes. Yeah, he was, he was a man of God that um, had a tremendous experience of, of knowing God and, and it was given to him to teach. It, this is back in the 1950s and 60s. I think he died in the early 1970s. But there's a, a PDF out there on the internet that's called The Manifest Presence of God. And I want to read just a couple of paragraphs of the beginning of this. It says, several years ago, the Lord asked me to shut myself in with him. I found a place where I could be totally alone with the Lord in fasting and prayer. Sunday afternoon, I realized that I had spent 48 hours in prayer, fasting, and seeking the Lord with no results. I had neither felt nor received anything, nor was I aware of his presence. I knew the Lord wanted to speak, but he did not do so. Then I said within my heart, it takes God a long time to speak. No sooner had I said this than the Lord spoke to me in a 
voice that was as clear as a bell and as sharp as a razor. This was a voice which was not audible, but a voice that I heard. He said, to hurry God is to find fault with him. Oh, oh wow. That's very good. strong. Very, very strong. And then the presence of God really rushed in, and he spent four hours teaching him principles out of the word about how to know God. And he spent the rest of his life teaching how to know God. Wasn't there a time he, he said the Lord spoke to him because he spent yeah. a long season? You're, you're not very patient. Well, I, I think that was the same story, only we didn't get the right didn't get the right punchline. Okay. <laughs> that's what I thought was the punchline. We're not very patient. No, it says to hurry God is to find fault with him. That's even stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But but he did he did have that. And and there was another experience where the Lord said, I want to have more time with you. Yeah. So he set aside from 2 a.m. to 3 a.m. And he would put a chair in front of him yes. for Jesus to sit in. And he would imagine Jesus sitting there and he sat in the other chair and he just waited on him. Yeah. Or just talk to him as though he were there. And one one year later, he hears footsteps coming up his the steps to his house. He hears the door open. He hears the footsteps coming down the hallway. And Jesus comes in and sits in the chair. Do you know the punchline on this one? It's something it's something like your imagination, imagination. was the bridge that enabled me to come here. Yes, mm -hmm. that was it. That's what uh Pastor Tony Kemp quoted I yeah believe. yeah uh-huh so it's something along those lines i may not have gotten it verbatim but it, that's the idea and that just opened up a whole new thing for me yes because it goes along with the teaching in the school you know your sanctified imagination yes but if all other stuff is filling your imagination right you're not leaving room for you know for mm -hmm. for anything else true true yeah bruce shared that story all the time too <laughs> yes yeah. So tell us your experiences, Reshma. Well, with me, it was different. From the time I was a little girl, I used to have dreams. But these were dreams. These dreams were very prophetic, like almost about the last days. But my family thought that there was something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And uh, now, well, for past 20 years, I know that there wasn't anything wrong with me, that they were prophetic <laughs> dreams. And uh, the Lord spoke to me in dreams a lot. And so I grew up in a very traditional family and very traditional church where things of the spirit were not talked about. And also women, you know, were looked in a certain way. If, if they said they heard God or saw something, it was not taken seriously because, you know, mm -hmm. you were a woman. You couldn't, you know, there's a long story behind it. We won't get into it, but... Yeah, we, we did. We did a podcast about that, yes, and we'll put, yes. we'll put a link to that. So yeah. Reshma comes from Fiji, from a family from India. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. So that's just the background that that helps you understand what she's talking about. Right. Go ahead. So then um, I grew up in the church, and I got married, and there was always um, there was something different that I felt or experienced in God, and uh, talking about taking, uh, you know, God taking time to answer. There was something very serious going on in my life, and I had to fast and pray. I decided to fast and pray for a whole month, pray three times a day, and eat once a day. And I needed this answer because I had made a deal with the Lord, and I said that I'm going to do this. And if you want this thing to happen in my life, Please speak to me. Otherwise, after a month, when I'm done with this, I'm just going to say no to, you know, what was about to happen in my life. And 
every single day I fasted, I prayed for three day, three times a day. And, you know, in a month, there is 30, 31 days, let's say on the 30th day, nothing. I didn't hear anything. On the last day, on the 31st, okay, I started my fasting. I, I uh, prayed in the morning. I prayed at the noontime. And the last prayer was that evening around six before I ate. I haven't heard anything yet. <laughs> Everything was quiet, and I was in my mom's bedroom, and I was kneeling down, and I was saying, okay, Lord, I prayed my heart out, and I haven't heard anything, and that was the last moments, and all of a sudden, I hear rain, and I looked out the window. It's a tropical island. You know, we sometimes have rainstorms that just comes and goes. The The sky was clear. It was blue. There was, there was nothing, but I'm hearing <laughs> this rain, but wow. as I'm hearing this rain, I feel something different, that there was some kind of answer from the Lord. And I, this is peace. His presence came into the room. I felt his peace and I was done. I got up from my knees as I was walking out the door on the, on the wall, on the side of the door, the phone rings. As I'm passing the phone, the phone rings and I was there, I picked it up and it was my answer. Wow. Yeah. Mm, So I'm like at the last moment. So my journey kind of started like that. And then when I came to United States, some of you who know my husband, you know, all the things he talks about, he's always out there. And see, I had gone to Bible college, I learned the word of God, but it never connected that we could also experience what people in the Bible times experience. Right. And all the signs, wonders and miracles, it never was explained that way. We just looked at it as Bible stories, but we never thought that it will happen to us. So after being married to my husband, we will be doing meetings around the world and, you know, things will happen and he will pray for people. He will prophesy. He will share what he saw or God said to him. Then later on, when we are talking, he will say to me, did you hear that? Or did you see that? And I'm like, what? I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anything. And he will talk about the presence of the angel or the presence of the Lord, or he saw a waterfall, let's say, or a healing anointing or a portal. He will describe all these supernatural things. Or also, if he saw a dark presence or there was something going on, people were being uh, tormented or things like that. And I did not feel or hear or sense anything. And I'm like, what are you talking about? But then that really made me wonder. And I started thinking. And then people will come up to me and they will say, they will want to know what the wife has to say about all this. What does, do you see like him? Do you hear like him? And in the beginning, I will just say to them, no, I don't. I'm just learning. I didn't see anything. I don't hear, but I will. Now that I know, now that I know, I, I will. So I will go home and in my prayer time, in my quiet time, I will say to the Lord, I'll read the word of God and I will say, huh, there's a possibility the same thing happening to me. It's in the word of God. Why not? And God can use us. He said Mm -hmm. he's same yesterday, today and forever. So I will say to him, okay, now I know that it belongs to me. Lord, here I am. Use me. You know, a lot of times people simply don't know because they have never been taught. True. You know, yeah. so I said, I opened myself to you, you Lord, and show me now, you know, it belongs to me. And things started changing 
I started sensing the atmosphere around me in my home. And my eyes started getting open. And as I'm praying, I will see something with my closed eyes. And I will feel the presence of the Lord or presence, heavenly presence. And then when I started going to the meetings and I, on my own, obviously not my own, but the Holy (laughs) Spirit told me I believe this. I will close my eyes and I will say, Lord, is there anything that you want to show me? Show me what's going on in this room. Yes. In your in the atmosphere, what are you doing among these people? You know, mm-hmm. this place is full of your children. This place is charged. They are prayed up, they're fasted, they've come to this meeting with expectation. So show me what is going in. And all of a sudden, I will see something. I will have a vision. Or I will feel pain in my body, certain places. And at first I'm like, I will start rebuking it. Mm-hmm. It will be very uncomfortable. But later on, I will tell my husband, he will say, honey, that was word of knowledge. And I will say, what is word of knowledge? And he will say, <laughs> <laughs> somebody in this room was having that pain and you were feeling it because we are here to minister to the people. God has brought us here. So please tell me next time or just, you know, you have freedom to come and share. In the beginning, I was very shy. I wouldn't say anything, but I will tell him. <laughs> So he will call it out. Yeah. And obviously there was somebody that was struggling. Oh, I will feel their emotions. So I will see words Mm -hmm. on their forehead. And, oh, I will have this vision. And in this vision, I will see what is happening. And that's what exactly God, Bruce will be speaking about. Things like that. So that's how it happened for me and opened up. So it's been an adventure. Yeah. It is. It is. And and the thing that... um, we we just had our convention recently mm-hmm. and one of the one of the big takeaways that we got from what the holy spirit was saying through all of the different speakers was that you have something unique about you that nobody else on the planet has mm-hmm. there's something in you that god wants to use mm-hmm. in these days to uh to to help to bring his kingdom in to bring the harvest in whatever whatever part of of the body that we are Every one of us has something individual that has to be unlocked. Right. And we and entering into this this walk of intimacy with the Lord and, and walking with him and being with him and listening for his voice and asking him to show us things. All all of that, you know, here here's here's one of the words that came forth was don't be a clone. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Don't, don't try and clone yourself after what somebody else is doing. Right. You are yourself. You are unique. You have something that only you can bring to the table. Mm. It's, it's like, as I picture it in my mind, it's, it's like, you know, you've got this great big, massive 5,000 piece puzzle on the table and you get it all together and there's pieces missing. You know, everybody's got to bring their piece in order to complete the picture. Uh Right. So I just want to encourage our listeners that you have something that God wants to unlock in you and you need to have that intimate relationship with the Lord with expectation that he wants to use you. He sent you here for a purpose. Right. Amen. So t- tell us, uh, Reshma or Michael, either one, some some testimonies of people who have come to the school and something gets unlocked for them. Hmm. Well, right now I'm sitting here with a couple of the testimonies actually from Global Outpouring. 
when oh, people okay. came to the last school. And uh, one of the things I have found out um, after reading all these testimonies, that people talk about clarity, that it brings them a lot of clarity. Like one person here is talking about that from the time they were little, they've had uh, experiences in the Lord and they had had visions and everything. And they actually thought that everybody else saw also. Oh, yeah. They were having these yeah. experiences in the Lord too. We hear this over and over and over. But this person actually came to the school twice. And this person is saying the second round of translation by faith classes has helped me to realize how God has communicated direction and revelation to me beyond my natural ability to understand. And uh, that's another thing we have found out that when people come to the school the first time, they want to come back the second time. And they get Uh so much clarity. And this person is also talking about that how they were so encouraged and so much clarity came by being in the classes. And uh, because what we have found out through these schools is that there are a lot of people who have had experiences throughout their lives and they did not realize that it was the voice of the Lord or Mm -hmm. they were shunned by the church or they were shunned by their families, their friends or church friends. And then they will come to the classes and in the, the classes that we do, the school, there is a solid foundation that is laid yes. from the word of God. And mm-hmm. almost every single student has appreciated that because they yes. had the experience, but they didn't have the word. Mm-hmm. So they were afraid to share it and um, they keep on coming back. And this person was so encouraged. So that's one of the things that we have found out. And also they have gotten clarity in their seeing or hearing and they've yes. been encouraged over and over. So, and also their visions have ex- increased. And also some of them have even gone places in the spirit realm and have seen things and have ministered. And so we have those testimonies too. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Amen. Beautiful. I, I wonder if, if each of you would choose one testimony of your own of someplace that the Lord took you for his purposes and how, how he ministered through you uh, in, in that situation. You know, I, I know that you both have had lots of experiences, I'm sure. So Michael, why don't you start and, and tell us something that you know, you're just sitting in your prayer chair, waiting on the Lord, loving him and having intimate fellowship with him. And all of a sudden something happens. Give us one of those stories. Okay. Um, they're all my favorites. I, I'm trying to pick a favorite, but literally every one is a favorite. I was praying one night and I was caught away to a hospital. Mm. And, you know, sometimes we have an idea that people have to agree with what you're doing for it to carry any weight. And that I found out that night, that's just not the case. I was translated to a hospital and I was walking down the hall. I was led to go in a certain room and there's a man standing there in the room and his son is laying in a bed. And I, I don't know what was wrong with him. I just know that it was a very grave situation and the dad's crying and the son's not hardly moving at all. So I began to talk to the father in that situation. I said, I want to pray for your son. God led me here to come here to pray for him. I really want to pray for him. I believe God wants to heal him. But the man 
was an atheist. He didn't want some religious guy, you know, speaking over his son, just leave us alone. And he, and I spoke to him for probably five or 10 minutes trying to convince him, what, if, what do you have to lose? So he finally said, okay, pray for him. And, but he was exasperated. So then when I went over to pray, the son says, I don't want you to pray for me. So then, then I was getting it from the son also. <laughs> and so I just looked at him. But by then I was just, I was kind of fed up. And uh, I said, I don't care that you don't want me to pray for you. Be healed anyway in Jesus' name. <laughs> and I was, I, you know, I was just following the voice of the Holy Spirit. I was, I probably exerted my own personality in there a little bit, but <laughs> the Holy Spirit just said, just release healing virtue and heal him anyway. And w and that's exactly what I did. And then I walked out of the room. When I walked out of the room, I found myself back in my house. But I wonder if they looked down the hallway to find you. You know, I've done that before. You know, you encounter something and you're looking around to see where did they go. Yeah. But yeah, that, that was kind of a favorite one in that it taught me something. Not everyone yeah. that the Lord leads you to pray for might be receptive, but that oh. doesn't mean it's not going to be fruitful. Beautiful. Reshma, how about you? So um, one of the things that Bruce and I had always said in the schools um, about... God preparing us in the last days, you know, there is so many natural disasters that happen around the world and that God would just take there, take us there. And we will be the first people uh, to be there to rescue, rescue mm -hmm. humans and all that uh, that comes with it. And we have uh, asked the students, you know, we are preparing a God squad. So uh, our focus <laughs> is on that a lot. And then also, so what happened to me was that one time we were ministering somewhere and um, just night before Sunday, uh, when we went to bed, as we go to bed, we will always pray together and we will say to the Lord, Lord, use us in our sleep. Use us. Anybody needs help around the world, take us. Use us in our sleep. And so that particular night, as we were praying and went off to sleep, I had this vivid dream and experience, I believe, um, of in this, I was in this country, I was on the beach, and I was going up and down the beach, and I was warning people, and I was telling them that a big wave was coming. And I was warning them to get away from the beach, and then I was taking people to a higher ground. It was so vivid. I had this dream all night long as if I was walking up and down the beaches and just warning people over and over. And I remember waking up and going to the bathroom and coming back and going into that vision again. But it was mm -hmm. so real. Wow. So in the morning when I woke up, I said to my husband, I said, I need to turn the TV on because there is something going on in the world. I just had this interesting uh, vision or dream all night long. And we don't like to turn on our TVs when we are in the hotel rooms. And yeah, he's I, right, no, I don't know, honey, you want to turn the TV on before we go to church? And I said, no, but I, you know, I need to, I just feel this in my spirit. So he said, go ahead. So I turned on the TV and there was this tsunami that had just happened. I don't know which yeah. year it was. Remember in the Japan and in the mm -hmm. Taiwan, uh, all that area. And there was uh, such a huge loss of life and yes. all the things that happened. But there was also a lot of miracles later we heard of people. So it was so real, though. It was uh, there was one person 
that was so struck with fear that couldn't move. They like froze. And I was literally able to hold their hand and take them to a higher ground, take this person to a higher ground. And, and so this person was saved. So that was one of my very, one of the very vivid testimonies that, and waking up in the morning and seeing this on the television, it was just Mm -hmm. amazing. Oh my gosh. That was the one I was hoping you would tell. Oh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think that's going to happen a lot more. Yeah, yeah that because of all surprised. the disasters going on. Yeah, well, we were we were at uh, Michael and Gordana's house. We oh, were yeah. taking a trip up into Illinois, Indiana, and so we spent the night. And I remember you were mentioning you showed us your prayer chair. You know, it's facing the uh, fireplace there, and you just saw this angel just materialize on the on the fireplace, and he took you by the hand and just I think he said, "Let's go," you know, and. And you found yourself walking up steps into a church and, and looked and it was into the bookstore and somebody recognized you and said, Michael Van Vlyman, didn't know you were coming. And of course, you didn't know you were coming either. <laughs> and uh, when ministry, everything was done, all of a sudden you're back in your prayer chair and you said, I'm waiting for an email to find out where I went. You know, that, <laughs> that's just amazing because, you know, this is something that you're not doing out of your own like all the Satanists and stuff, they astral project, yes. you know, to try yeah. to bring witchcraft, and and that's what, and that's all the church thinks about mm-hmm. is the wicked side of the spirit realm. Yeah, it's just like they don't have any knowledge of like what we're seeing here. And when you say something translation, that's they say that's demonic. So right. it's no, it's not. It was stolen. Right. But it's been stolen so long that you have mm-hmm. no no idea that it's the real deal. We're way behind. Right. Way behind. So, Reshma, one of the things that you teach is discernment. Can you just give us a little window into into that? Yes, um, I would love to. It is very dear to my heart. And um, so as uh, we started these schools and um, the different parts of the world together, all three of us, all four of us, um, and the Lord started speaking to my heart very strongly about crying out for discernment. Mm-hmm. And I saw the need even before the school years ago, when we about probably 15, 16 years ago, you know, as we travel the world, we see so many things. We see so many things in the t- churches and manifestations, all kinds of things that goes on in a church. And the Lord started speaking to me about crying out for discernment, that there is a great need for discernment among his children. Because, uh, you know, in book of Matthew, chapter 24, the very first thing that Lord Jesus talks about, about last days is deception mm-hmm. and uh, be careful of deception. So um, so I started studying a little bit, but uh, not too much. And I will make comments here and there. But about about, let's say, eight or nine years ago, the Lord, when we were in Philippines, the Lord really impressed on my heart strongly that the time was now for to start teaching about this because he wants us to discern good and evil, right and wrong. Because right mm-hmm. now the world that we live in, the right has been called wrong and wrong has been called li- right. And right, things yes. are right mm-hmm. up front in our face in the world and also in the church. There are so many things like... Let's just stay with the things of the kingdom. 
mm-hmm. in the you know things of the kingdom are we able to discern when there is a wrong spirit that enters or there's many let's say there's manifestations going on in the church and are we able to tell if it is God or not? Because the Bible talks about there will be many, many false apostles, prophets, teachers coming in and telling all these stories and sh- and sharing all this stuff. And they will be leading people astray. And so the supernatural has become a catchphrase in mm-hmm. uh, Christendom for past, let's say, 10, 15 years, you know, people are writing books, people are saying they are seeing angels, they are seeing the Lord, they are going to heaven, uh, and they are getting visited by angels and all these stories. And Bible also says that the enemy can come as an angel of light. Right. So yeah. the spiritual realm is very heightened. More and more people are getting involved in it now. and. True we know that it is very real. And um, the word of God talks about the Bible is full of supernatural encounters and manifestations, but enemy comes in also as an angel of light and tries to take the truths of this, of his kingdom and twist it. But are we able to discern if this person or the experience or what is going on is of God or not, if it is God's spirit or not, because we believers have a tendency to jump in with both feet when something supernatural is happening without Mm -hmm. asking that is this Lord (laughs) or not. So that's what I have been teaching in the school because Michael and Bruce also talk about uh, all these encounters that they have had and they bring the word of God. And uh, so it is also very important to able to teach people discernment. And, you know, what is discernment and how to discern? Because um, one of the scriptures that is sitting right in front of me here that I would like to read is Hebrews 5.14, but solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Mm-hmm. So when mixture comes into our in our midst, are we able to discern? So there is so much that we can talk about in discernment. And so I take the students through the Bible. We go through the Old Testament. We go through the New Testament. And uh, we uh, look at the Gospels that when the Lord was among us and he was ministering physically on this earth. And, uh, you know, the Bible talks about over and over that he was able to perceive their thoughts. Yes. You know. So we see over and over how discernment worked in his ministry. So we go through this, uh, go through the, uh, the whole Bible and we pick out the scriptures and we talk on it. So I am really, really excited when I start talking about discernment. Mm-hmm. And there is so much more. So I just, again, like I said, that the day, the time and the hour that we live in, that mm-hmm. we need to cry out for discernment. Because there is so many false signs, wonders, and miracles out there that uh, people are um, just jumping into without asking the Lord if it is of him or not. Because the enemy likes to use also the principles of the word of God. He will take uh, something from the word of God or use the Christian words and twist it. And uh, the believers that get so excited about the new thing. Right. And they forget to ask the Lord and check, you know. So mm-hmm. that's just a little snippet of it, but there is a much deeper um, 
we go deep when we are in the class with yes. the students. Yeah, yes, we really very, go deep. Yeah. Very true. Very true. It's so good. Mm-hmm. So very good. Before we close, I just want to mention, Michael, how many books have you written now? Well, I've written 17 and I've released 14 of them. Okay. Wow. Are those available on your website? No, actually, my website is down right now for repairs, but uh, they're available on Amazon. On Amazon. So uh, your name will be in the show notes, how to spell it. And so they can Google that. Maybe we can maybe we can find a a link that we can put there to uh, find your books online. And Reshma, have you written if you finished your book yet? (laughs) Is it out yet? No, it's not totally done yet. We are still working on it. It's been a struggle. I guess um, I am um, I'm a little hard on myself because English is my second language. Right. So, um, you know, getting the sentences and the sentence structure correct. Okay. You know, we are working on it, but. Good, good. How about your husband? How many books has he written? He's written five, six, okay. something like that. <laughs> okay. And those are available. Sorry. Are those on your website? <laughs> yes, they are available on our website stillwatersinternationalmissions.com. It's a very long website, but we'll put a link to it in the show notes. Yeah. And so all those books are available. So Michael, would you just close us with prayer for the listeners that they will get, um, well, just pray how the Holy Spirit leads. Okay, great. Father, in Jesus' name, we just lift up all those that are participating with us in this podcast. And we just, uh, we lift them before your throne. We ask you, Father, to give us a passion. Give give them a passion to know you in deeper ways and more profound ways. Let the relationship with the Lord come to a place beyond anything they could ask for or even dream. Father, just open the things of heaven over their lives and just show how real you are to the people that love you and want to know you in greater ways. And we just release that grace in agreement. We release that grace over them, Father, that they would walk in the things they were created to walk in and the things that Jesus paid such a high price to give us. And we just declare this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for being with us. We're so grateful and we look forward to having you here in the Valley of Angels, Engeltal, in the beautiful Ozark Mountains as we come together for this school September 4th through 9th, 2023. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence.